0: Good morning. Today we are talking about energy and how you can get assistance if you are in need as the winter, well, hopefully the winter will finally get colder. We have with us today the Minnesota Valley Action Council Energy Assistant Program Coordinator, Sheila Ose, and we have the Minnesota Valley Action Council's Weatherization Program Manager, Brianna Parr-Baker. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I'd like to, maybe Sheila, you can talk with us first and talk about what the energy assistance program is and what it does
1: sure so the energy assistance program is an income-based program that that helps with your gas and electric bills so we pay a portion of the energy bills not the whole thing and it um, like I said it's an energy program so we're gonna send 70 percent of the grant to your gas company and 30 percent is gonna go to the electric company because you need the electric to run your furnace so we do have income eligible guidelines, but first of all, you, you need an application. If you were on the program last year, you're going to get a pre-printed application. We can email you an application. Uh, you can go to our website and print one, or there is now a new feature this year, is the online application.
0: Now, do a lot of people take advantage of this? Are a lot of people eligible? Are there more than ever that are taking, needing this service?
1: Yes, to most of your questions. So. As you know Karen we serve the nine counties surrounding uh, Mankato so we serve all the way down to Fairmont Bluard up to the and Gaylord New Ulm and Waseca and all the area in between so last year we served about 7,000 households with our program and that has gone up every year since COVID we were serving around 4,500 to 5,000 households about the start of COVID, and now we're up to about 7,000. So we are seeing a need, and we're seeing very high energy costs.
0: Have the energy costs gone up? Is that why the, the prices are, are higher, or is it just more people are on the programs?
1: I really think it's just inflation in general. Is okay. That just things have become more expensive.
0: And Brianna, you are with the weatherization program at Minnesota Valley Action Council. What is that all about?
2: Sure. So, when when a family qualifies for energy assistance, you know which is the program Sheila was just talking about, so sometimes in addition to energy assistance helping that family pay their energy bills, sometimes the weatherization program can go into that house and do some work to make that house more energy efficient and lower their bills long term. If you qualify for energy assistance, it might be a possibility that someone like me would come out to your house and take a look around. And we might be able to add some insulation to your attic, put some insulation in, in your walls. If your walls don't have insulation, we might be able to do some work on your furnace to make sure it's running most, at its most efficient. We'll take a look at your water heater um, and some other things like that.
0: Is this at a cost to, to people then, Brianna? Or is this, if they're already in the Energy Assistance Program, this is something that Minnesota Valley Action Council does?
2: Yeah, so the weatherization program is a grant program, so there is no cost for people who qualify. The easiest and and by far the best way to qualify for the weatherization program is to apply for the energy assistance program. We use their application and right on that application there's a box that you can check if you're interested in weatherization. So, So if that's something that you think might be a good fit for you, find the application that Sheila was talking about and apply for energy assistance.
0: Brianna, you go into a lot of different homes and see a lot of different types of homes, I'm, I assume. Are there any common things that you see that as, is a need in terms of people needing to be more energy efficient w- with weatherization? Like, what is the most common thing you see that is most helpful so other people listening can say, oh, maybe I should check that too?
2: Sure. One thing about energy efficiency is that there are really big things we can do in our home, really expensive, big projects. And there are a lot of little inexpensive projects that we can do. So, you know, if if you find yourself thinking a big project might be a possibility for you, some things that might really be good to look at are how much insulation you have in your attic, or the walls, or maybe replacing your furnace with a high efficiency furnace. You know, those are all great projects to do. One thing I would say about the furnace in particular, if you do find yourself in the situation that you need to replace your furnace, it is worthwhile to go with the most energy efficient option that you have and you know it might cost you a little bit more upfront but that is the way to go especially now there are some great incentives available through the inflation reduction act for high efficiency appliances um, including heat pumps and things like that. But as far as you know little less expensive things to do um, just a few basic things. You know, I go into a lot of houses where a couple windows might be cracked open even when it's 20 degrees outside. I always tell people, it's a great idea now that it's cold outside, just take a lap around your house, check all those windows and doors and make sure they're closed nice and tightly. Another thing is to make sure you keep up with changing your furnace filter. That's something that's easy to forget, but it's really important for keeping your furnace running efficiently and to prevent repairs that can cost you a lot of money. So those are just a
0: couple things that come to mind. What about, I know with leaky windows and things, because replacing windows is very, very expensive. How about weatherizing them? I know I remember used to, in my older home, I used to have that plastic stuff and used a hair dryer to shrink wrap it and that sort of thing. Is that beneficial or what do you suggest?
2: It sure can be, you're exactly right. So replacing windows and doors is very expensive. It's likely that new windows and doors won't pay for themselves in energy savings over their lifetime. However, if you have really old windows or they're in poor shape, it really is not a bad idea to consider replacing them. But, like you said Karen, there are some smaller things we can do to get us by until, until that's a good option. Things like plastic wrap can be a good option making sure you know some older windows have a little lock on the top what we call a sash lock making sure that locks or is closed or maybe you need to add one could be a, a good option putting weather strip and and sweeps on doors can help prevent that draft from sneaking in around the edges too
0: well let's say somebody does have really bad windows and maybe their house isn't in very good shape so they need additional help that way is there a program that helps with that sort of thing maybe they do need a bigger project
2: So the weatherization program generally does not replace windows and doors, but Minnesota Valley Action Council does have some loan programs that can often help with projects like that. And Sheila can maybe say a little bit more about those programs, but
1: there is some information on our website. I can add a little bit to that. Um, There's two different programs that we have available. One is an income-based program again. So if you qualify for that, if you live in the home for 15 years, loan would be forgiven and then we also have another loan that has much higher guidelines and it acts much like a bank so they would look at your credit your affordability and the equity that you have in the home and then you can kind of choose what projects that you want to have done so if you want your roof done or you want your windows done you go get a bid and then that's the amount of money that they're going to borrow you
0: is that happen often that people are able to get loans for that sort of thing
1: Oh, yes. That was a program that I had worked prior to coming back into the Energy Assistance Program. And yeah, there's many people who qualify for that program.
0: Is there any other things you could think of that is, is important for people to know about either of your programs and what you do and cover, I guess, the scope that you cover?
1: Once you are approved for the Energy Assistance Program and you get what's called the Primary Heat Grant, that money goes directly out to the vendors, to your energy vendor. You'll get a letter in the mail stating how much is going. And then if you have a bill there that money would take care of that bill if you don't have a bill it'll sit there as a credit until until you need it now there are some people who have larger bills or bigger needs than what that primary heat will will cover and so we call that a crisis you have an energy crisis and there's an additional six hundred dollars that people can tap into so once you get eligible for the energy assistance program that crisis money of $600 is another door that opens. Something else that opens is that if you've been approved for the energy assistance program, you can also tap into call the energy related repair program, which can repair or replace your furnace. So if you have a furnace and you have a no heat situation, you would call us during the day, weekends, or even holidays, we have someone on call. You need to call us first. If you call a contractor and then on Monday call us we're not going to be able to pay for that so that is another opportunity for people for their furnaces and then the weatherization program that that Brianna talked about.
0: So they essentially go to you first Sheila to get the energy assistance program help and then you recommend further for Brianna to come in and do the assessments.
2: It is really helpful if people apply for energy assistance before they're in that crisis. It does help us to be able to serve them a little faster. So you know, if you're considering some of these programs, wondering if they might be a good fit, apply as soon as you can, because if you wait until you're in that tough spot, it'll take us a little longer to serve you. One other thing that I'll mention is we do also partner with some local utilities. To administer some programs through the conservation improvement program. If you qualify for energy assistance and weatherization it's possible that we could also help you with getting some other new high-efficiency appliances. So that varies a lot based on which gas and electric utilities you have, so I can't give a lot of specific details, but that is one more opportunity that opens up for you.
0: Are people ever at risk of being cut off from their heat or electricity? Is that something that could happen?
1: I just was thinking we better talk about the cold weather rule. Some people think that that between October 1st and April 30th that they can't be shut off. But that is a myth. They can be shut off. So if you get a disconnect notice or you get behind on your bill, you should reach out to your electric vendor or your gas vendor and make some sort of payment arrangements and then Make sure that you can meet those payment arrangements. So if you say you're going to pay $50 a month, you need to pay $50 a month or you, they can shut you off. So technically
0: they shut you off, your water pipes freeze, and then you have a huge mess.
1: You do. You do. And like Brianna said, you got to be proactive on that. Um, ignoring it isn't going to make the problem go away. It's only going to make it bigger. And so if you apply for the program and you get eligible first, it's... Much easier for all of us, it's less stressful than for you to come in on Friday morning with your electric shut off and then we're all scrambling trying to get you back on for the weekend. So
0: does that actually happen where you've had people that can't pay their bills and maybe they get the disconnect and just ignore it and then all of a sudden they're in trouble
1: and then they're like, hey, help me. Frequently.
0: Oh, even if you're not sure if you qualify, you should reach out, sounds like.
1: Yes, you should. And we have an office in each of the nine counties that we serve, so if you think, oh, I live in Fairmont and Mankato's too far away, we have an office right there in Fairmont that they can go in and their staff Monday through Friday, 8 to 4.30.
0: Do they call you, do they go online, or how can they get in contact with the Minnesota Valley Action Council?
1: They can do all of those. They can go online, they can go to our website, or they can call us at 507-345-6822, and we'll get them to where they need to be. And what is that website? www.mnvac.org. Are you only covering these
0: nine counties? Is the other parts of the states have similar programs covering them, or what happens there?
1: Yes, there's 26 agencies similar to Minnesota Valley Action Council throughout the state of Minnesota. And so all the counties in Minnesota are covered by this program. So if you don't live in the nine counties that we serve, there will be one in your area. You just, you could Google, Energy Assistance Program, and then I'll pull up who serves you in your area.
0: Brianna, anything else from you in terms of ideas that we should be prepared for for winter since it's right around the corner?
1: Sure, and then I
2: also have one other thing that I could say about if there are any like electricians or plumbers or anything who are interested in working for us that are always looking for stuff like that. The Weatherization Program uses local contractors to do a lot of our work. So if you or anyone you know is an electrician, or a plumber, or a furnace tech, or another tradesperson like that who's interested in being part of this work with us, please reach out, there's some information on our website and we're always looking for more contractors to partner with to do this work in our community.
0: Is that a bidding process or how does that work?
2: It, it varies a little bit. So for some of the things that we do frequently, so like a high efficiency furnace, or an electric water heater or a power vent water heater some of those specific things we actually have a set price and the reason we do that is because then we don't have to have two or three contractors spend time bidding on every single project you know because we do we do hundreds of hundreds of projects a year so that really adds up because contractors are really busy mm-hmm. so for some of those common things we do have a set price But for things that are a little less common, we do uh, often have a bidding process. So it varies a little bit, but if it's something you're interested in, check out our website or give us a call.
1: We'd love to touch base with you about that.
0: And I wanted to ask, who funds the Minnesota Valley
1: Action Council? Where does that money come from? It's a wide variety of funds. It can be federal funds, it can be state of Minnesota funds, and it can be local, local funds.
0: Is there ever a fear of running out of those funds if there's too many people that need the services?
1: It varies with each program. Energy assistance, I know that they plan for us to have money through May 31st. It does vary with each program, but I would be remiss if I didn't mention some of those other programs that we offer at Minnesota Valley Action Council. So what used to be Head Start, it's not just three and four years. It's pregnant moms all the way up to age five. Okay. And then we have the energy assistance program we have housing programs that we mentioned the the home improvement loans and the weatherization and then we also have transportation where you can donate a card to minnesota valley action council and then we will sell it back to a low income household that can use it to get to work and then we have our two thrift stores here the one here attached to our main building here in mankato and we also have one in newall
2: also have some employment programs and help with your taxes and things like that Really, if if there's something that, that you're kind of struggling with and could maybe use some help with, check out our website or give us a call because we might be able to, to help you
0: out. I don't know if you guys do this, but do you offer classes or anything for people to learn how to be more energy efficient or learn about some of the things you do, or is that not something that's part of what you do?
2: It isn't currently. I, I would love to increase our outreach over time. One thing that we are working on is offering energy audits to people who don't qualify for our programs that is kind of a project that's in the works. I will mention if you have Excel Energy or Centerpoint Energy you can get an energy audit through them through the Home Energy Squad and that can be a really helpful thing to do just to kind of get a good idea about what projects will be most beneficial for you. So if you don't qualify for assistance through MVAC that might be something to look into.
0: Oh I'm glad you mentioned that because other people maybe, like myself, wouldn't realize that was some place I could go.
2: Well, I will just mention that if you are
0: going to do an energy efficiency
2: project in the next few years, check out resources on the Inflation Reduction Act because there are a variety of tax credits and rebates available for projects, anything from installing a heat pump to adding insulation to your attic to upgrading your electrical. So if you have one of those projects in mind, take a look at that because it might really help you out with the cost.
0: Is that go for anybody or is it just for people on energy assistance?
2: Those go for everybody. They actually are higher for people with lower incomes, but there are credits and rebates available for everyone.
0: And you mentioned the heat pump. Are you recommending people go toward that now, Brianna? Because I've been learning more and more about those than the regular furnaces, which some of us have going on, they're 25 years old or older, and talking about whether or not we should replace that with the similar, what we have, like gas or oil, versus these new heat pumps.
2: Yeah, heat pumps are great. One thing about heat pumps is because it gets so cold in Minnesota, heat pump technology is not quite there yet for us to fully replace our furnaces with heat pumps you do still need some backup heat for those really cold days. But what I do recommend for people is if you have air conditioning, if you have a central air conditioner, when it's time to replace that central air conditioner, absolutely, strongly consider replacing that with a heat pump. Because the heat pump will cover all your air conditioning needs much more efficiently than an air conditioner and it'll help with those heating seasons. So we can't quite fully replace our furnaces with heat pumps yet in Minnesota, but we can replace our air conditioners. So if you have to replace your air conditioner, really, really consider a heat pump.
0: Good advice. I appreciate you mentioning that. Well, thank you both. I appreciate your time. We have been talking with Sheila Ows and Brianna Parbaker, both with the Minnesota Valley Action Council, the Energy Assistance Program, and the Weatherization Program. And one more time, where do they go to find the information on the web? What's the address and what is the phone number they can contact you at?
1: Our phone number is 507-345-6822 and our web address is www.mnvac.org.
0: Thank you so much for your time.